Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Jeff Gibby. I'm going to actually, let's go ahead and kind of jump in here a little bit. Um, welcome. One thing I want to say is I've got the chat open. If you have questions, let me know. I want to say good morning. Thank you, Valerie. That was great. Really appreciate that. Uh, good morning, Hachakra. Uh, good morning, Peter. I hope everybody's doing well. If you have questions as we go today, um, I'd be happy to kind of address them, do my best to answer them. If I don't know the answer, I'll tell you, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but anyway, I hope you're doing well. Let me go ahead. Uh, and before I officially get started, let me just kind of read a legal disclaimer that'll keep my lawyer happy. And uh, let's go ahead and do that first. Today's demonstration is designed to instruct you on using Metastock and the accompanying software plugins. It's not a recommendation to buy or sell, but rather guidelines to interpreting and using specific indicators of features with the software. The information software and techniques presented today should only be used by investors who are aware of the risk inherent in trading. Metastock shall have no viability for any investment decisions based on the use of the software any trading strategies, or any information provided in connection with it. Metastock does not endorse the purchase of any security, nor is it paid for the promotion of any security, nor in no information contained in this presentation should be as investment advice or a solicitation to buy a security. So I hope you enjoyed that. That that last paragraph's brand new. Our lawyer just added it. So the rest of it I can recite by heart, but you know, in any case. Um, if you do have questions, um, if you actually, why don't you right out of the gate um, before we kind of get per going with kind of talking about me and stuff like that. If there are specific symbols you'd like me to use today, put them in the chat. Um, I don't uh, um, I don't really spend a lot of time talking about perfect examples and stuff like that. That's not what we're going to do today. Uh, uh, any symbol that you want, if you want me to look at it, we can look at it. I'm going to teach a few things. So, but I'll tell you about what I'm going to uh, talk about in just a minute. My name is Jeff Gibby. I work for a company, uh, Metastock. Oh, you can't quite see it. Um, uh, I've started here back in 97. So I've been here for a really long time. Uh, when I started, I started in Inside Sales. So if you had questions, I might ask. <laughs> you'd ask somebody like me. Uh, and there's a good probability that you'd get me. Well, I wouldn't say. Uh, well, anyway, um, from there, um, I've always loved Metastock. It's great software. Uh, from there, um, I went into kind of what we call our business team. Uh, now I'm kind of in charge of our business development team and the events that we do, as well as like um, uh, all of the partner stuff that we do. And we do a lot of and stuff. So it's been great. Uh, I really do enjoy working here. Um, uh, it's a great company. Uh, the product's been uh, very, very well rated for the whole time I've worked here, really. And uh, uh, it's awesome. Like a lot of just to kind of give you some demographics. I've learned a lot because I've had a chance to work with, well, a lot of the people that are probably speaking here this week. Um, uh, it's a really good company to work inside of. Um, we really like the tenure here, the average person works here for like 13 years and I'm pushing that number up every day. But um, the other thing that is good is it's such a good. Uh, and as a customer, um, if you ever have questions about a product or want to know how to do any of the things that I actually talk about today, you can call, you can chat, um, you're going to talk to somebody right here right across the office right here and uh, they can help you. And it's just a great software program. A lot of the customers that we've had a rate uh, have, uh, have been with us for decades. They keep using us year in and out. So uh, I'm not going to talk a lot about, that's probably what I'm going to say with that. One more thing though. Uh, hope you read that slide. 30 years in a row, Metastock's been rated number one uh, by the readers of stocks and commodities. So you go ahead and take this earpiece out. 
Um, if they need to talk to him, they will. NASDAQ, you bet, Tim. We'll look at NASDAQ for you. Uh, 30 years in a row, Metastock's been rated number one in its price category uh, by the readers, not the editors, but the reader's choice awards from Stock Cities. And we're very, very proud of that. Um, and uh, hopefully I can kind of give you an idea of why. And hopefully I teach you. My main goal today is to kind of get you interested enough in the program that you learn a little bit more about it. Hopefully you learn a little bit more about technical analysis and what trading looks like with technical analysis. And hopefully you're interested enough to do a trial, talk about it. So that's kind of my goals today. So again, if you have questions as we go, let me know. Okay. And I didn't mean to rhyme that either. So today, what I'm going to talk about for briefly is the importance of having a trading plan in your trading. Okay. Um, in order for you to understand what I mean by a trading plan, I'm going to actually teach you ways that people use the MACD. Some of the popular ways people use the MACD to actually trade. We'll talk about testing trading, testing trading ideas, and then scanning for and kind of how to find them and stuff like that. And that's one of the things that I talked about. So um, when we're going to start with um, the importance of plan, I think it's really, really to understand and have a trading plan. And to me, it's very, very surprising uh, how many people get into the business of trading and just like, okay, well, Uncle Joe has said I should buy this stock. I'm going to go ahead and do that uh, uh, based on uncle's recommendations. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. But I always find it important. I always find that having a good trading is going to be something that it helps you with something else that's important. So um, on this screen, you can probably tell because it's the names right there. Uh, this is a gentleman by the name of Richard Dennis. Uh, Richard Dennis was considered... Like his nickname was the Prince of... I have some, actually, uh, I'm kind of, I have some notes that I'm going to read right here, but um, he borrowed $1,600 and reportedly made $350 million from that borrowed $1,600. Uh, his famous traders in the 80s, he believed he could teach people how to trade. And he had a, a, a gentleman by the name, a friend, <laughs> by the name of William Eckhart, who disagreed with. So what they ended up doing was they actually formed a group called the Turtle Traders. And uh, Richard Dennis was like, we can teach these people how to trade. Bill Heckhart didn't agree with him. He thought it was something that had to be, uh, like uh, there had to be a genetic component, like the ability to kind of have the right risk reward profile or whatever. He just didn't think he could teach people how to trade. And uh, so what they did is they trained a group of 23 traders. 21 of those were male and two of them were female. And he, they funded them with their own money. Uh, they taught them how to trade for a couple of weeks. And um, the bottom line with the story is after five years, they made an aggregate profit of 100. And uh, so there you go. There's some notes for you. But the reason uh, uh, I like this quote in particular is because the whole thing I'm going to be talking for the, the, minute, the, the, the hour that I've got is how to trade using rules. And uh, Richard Dennis always says, uh, this is a quote from uh, one of his books. I always say you could publish rules in a newspaper, his rules, and nobody would follow to The key to trading is consistency discipline. Um, there's another study, and I want you guys to play along with me. Um, I want you guys to participate. What I want to ask you is, what do you think the best profession to have is before you go into trading? So is it like an educator, psychologist, psychiatrist, janitor? What profession do you think gives you kind of the stuff that you need, the ideas, the mentality that you need to be more sick in your trip. And I'll let you go ahead and answer that. Um, Richard says military or police. Uh, WP 
<laughs> WPSM Pope says Cook. Oh, that's actually a pretty interesting one. I haven't got that one before. Um, well, let's see if we get any more. And I will just kind of spoil it. Military. There's another military from Danny. Um, they say trash van. I've heard that. I've heard trash van are the happiest. Um, poker player. That's actually a pretty good one. I, uh, athlete. Uh, cook because they follow a recipe. Musician. I actually like the follow a recipe. I think you might be onto something there. The actual article that um, that I was reading that kind of references talked about airline pilot. And it was very similar to your answer, WPSM Pope, that um, they follow, they have discipline. So they have their rules. If they're taken off, they follow the same steps every single time. They go through their process. They trade the process. Um, if there's an emergency, they follow a process. Very, very disciplined. And that's, I believe, why they said that uh, it was airline pilot. And I find that interesting too, because a lot of other questions that we get are like psychiatrists. And I think there's youth there. Um, Dr. Alexander Elder was a psychiatrist, uh, a really great technician, wrote, come into my trading room, should be required reading. Um, uh, let's see. Um, uh, oh, uh, uh, Jake Bernstein was also a psychiatrist and uh, a good friend of mine actually somebody that's really good at technical analysis does a great job um has a ton of books but uh does a really really good job with technical analysis he was also a psychiatrist um in terms of airline pilots um there's greg morris um he did he managed a 92 billion dollar fund he was actually a uh a literal top guy um chuck hughes actually another person that we work with quite a bit was also an airline pilot um for the government so um, there you go. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Let's talk about uh, kind of like what we're going to talk about today. So if you're not familiar with this guy, this guy made MACD. His name is Gerald Appel. He made it back in. And I'm going to basically kind of talk about a recipe. So today I'm going to teach you what the MACD is. Hopefully it might be a little bit basic for some of you. So I apologize. Uh, but this is the inventor of the, this. The reason I'm going to talk about MACD in a lot of detail is... Um, I think when you're trading with a methodology, you should understand why. You're, I think that helps with the underlying core discipline, knowing why you're making a trade, knowing what your stop loss is going to be, knowing all that kind of stuff um, is very, very, in my opinion, helpful if you want to be disciplined. So this is Gerald Appel. He made the MACD. And I'm going to talk extensively for a few minutes about what the MACD is, what it does, how you read it, you know, that kind of stuff. So let's kind of talk a little bit about this. If uh, with the calculation of the MACD, the MACD is actually calculated by subtracting of a 0.75 exponential moving average from a 0.15. These aren't exactly whole numbers, but the closest are going to be a 26 period exponential moving average and a 12 um, period exponential. So if just to kind of show you this on a chart and we'll use NASDAQ because somebody said we should look at NASDAQ. The way I'm going to look at NASDAQ is with the ETF QQQ.O. And we'll go ahead and pull that up. And I believe it was that. Okay. But if I wanted to manually calculate a MACD, I'm missing a toolbar here. I'm just going to go ahead and pull it up. I'm going to, my standard toolbar. What I'm going to do, what I would do, if I wanted to show you exactly how you can make your own MACD, which you're not going to, but I want you to understand how it's calculated, is if I put a moving average here, this is what we call an indicator quick list in Metastock. There's hundreds of indicators in here. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab this moving average. I'm going to put it on the chart. And we'll make this one a 26 period exponential moving average. And I'm going to make it a little bit first. So, you can, so okay, we'll go ahead and click on OK. 
And there you go, there's a 26 period. I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna do it a little bit quicker right here with the 12 period exponential moving average. And, and then we'll go ahead and click on, okay. I made that a little bit smaller. I want you to be able to see it really well uh, wherever you're at today. So let me make it a little bit thicker. So let's go ahead. Now, if I wanted to calculate a MACD, let's go ahead and plot one on the chart. I'm gonna do the MACD histogram, okay? And we're just gonna talk exactly about how all of these different levels are counted. So we'll go ahead and click on okay. And again, I actually probably saw, um, I'm blind in this eye and I can't see out of this eye. So nice fat lines really do help when I'm actually looking at stuff. So um, let me go ahead and thicker. Okay, all right. So this red line right here is what is the MACD line as Gerald Appel calculated. And if I was to take this, um, this shorter 12 period exponential moving average and subtract it from this longer 26 period exponential, the value that I'm gonna get is gonna be very similar to this, okay? That's it. When you're looking at the MACD, you're looking at the comparison of the longer term moving average and a shorter term. And it's that simple, really. So. Uh, if you want to know how this map dig is calculated, it's this, well, it's not exactly like it's 0.75 minus 0.15, but if I'm calculating it, the difference is going to be the 26 period moving really close. It's actually set 0.075, but it's close enough. Okay. Uh, the other line that you see right here is what is called, so before I get there, <laughs> Before I get there, I do want to just kind of talk a little bit about kind of the mentality of the MACD so that you kind of understand why people use it do. Like a lot of times when people are looking moving averages, they're looking at a shorter period moving average and a longer period at moving average. Because if a stock is trending up, uh, in this case, we're looking at NASDAQ, but if NASDAQ is trending up, like it's been doing um, lately, we'll just, we'll just call it lately, what's going to happen is this shorter term moving average is going to come above the longer moving average, which is going to give you a positive value. Okay. If we're kind of in a lot of chop, um, those values are going to be a lot closer together. There's not going to be a lot of difference. And so you're going to get a shallower MACD that's also more sideways. So if we're at a, we're, if we're at a MACD that's kind of sloping up pretty strong, we can kind of look at that and we know that the stock is strongly trending up. If the MACD is quite shallow, we know that price movement isn't going to be strong. Okay. If we look a little bit earlier just in this year, okay, um, you can kind of see right here, we had a nice little bit of a move. This was March, April, May, June, July. And during that period, we had some pretty strong movement, okay? Uh, so again, when you talk about MACD, MACD is like a measurement of like trend, but it's also, you use it to measure momentum. The more momentum you have, the bigger the peaks and valleys of your, uh, the more momentum you have, the bigger the peaks are going to be, and the bigger the value valleys if it's a bearish. Okay, so when you look at MACD, it's not just a trend measuring, but it's also a momentum. Okay, all right, cool. And we'll talk more specifically about how that is, but I want to kind of get through or how you, the specific ways you can use MACD, but I also want to talk a little bit more about the difference that are on here. So right now, what we're looking at uh, with the red line, that's a MACD value. It's uh, if you took a shorter term moving average and subtracted it from a longer term moving average, you're going to get the red line. Very simple, okay? The next value here is a blue line. Um, it's a blue dashed line. Uh, the way I've got it plotted, of course, you can put it whatever you want, but Gerald Appel called it the signal, okay? And so this, it basically, it's a nine period exponential moving average of the red line, okay? And the reason that um, he called it a signal line is the way that you could measure whether or not you're in a bullish phase 
or bearish phase is if the MACD had traveled up above its signal, okay? And that's the reason he called it a signal line. If it crosses up above uh, its signal line, you could use that. That's a classic MACD buy signal. Right here is where that cross happened. So if we're waiting for that to actually, right here is where that happened. If we're waiting for that to cross, that would be a cloud, okay? Same with the bearish signal. So right here, we had a cross down below the MACD line. That would also be a sell signal. I'm gonna go ahead and show you where that is just by using the tool right here, okay, right there. Here it crossed up above and crossed down. I think you get the idea. And actually what I'm gonna do is instead of drawing these lines, I'm gonna attach a tool that we call uh, in Metastock the expert advisor, and it'll actually put those lines on the chart for us, just so you can kind of see. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna to go to the expert advisor right here. There's tons of really cool experts in Metastock and what they generally do they're designed to kind of help you understand different. There's one in here that uh, is called candlesticks. It'll teach you candlestick patterns. Um, there's one in here that does Bollinger Bands. Uh, but for this purpose, uh, there's tons. There's hundreds of these things. But for the purpose of what I want to do is I'm going to go down to the one that's called MACD. So um, let me come down here. I believe it's just called MACD by Metastock. And we're going to go ahead and attach a chart. And then generally what this is going to do is it's going to kind of give us those buy and sell signals. It's going to tell us where those crosses are happening. And it's also going to do some more analysis. So um, if uh, we're trading above our signal line right here, you'll notice that we have a bullish on and that's based it on the chart. Okay. If we're down below here, if we're down below the signal line, it's bearish. You'll also notice, and I'm going to kind of zoom in a little bit just so you can see um, it a little bit clearer. You'll notice when that crossover actually happens, you'll get a signal on the chart that says that there's a MACD buy signal. Okay. Checking for questions every time I look over in this direction, I'm either checking the time to see how I'm doing on time or I'm checking to see if you have questions. So if you do have questions, make sure you ask. Okay. So that's the most classic way you can look at in correlation with that signal. Okay. There's two other ways that I'm going to kind of talk about. Um, but before I do that, I want to explain what the third line on. So just to recap real quick, you've got your red line, which is the MACD. It's the difference between the longer term and the shorter term moving average. Okay. You've got the signal line. I like to repeat myself. I hope you learn. <laughs> Hopefully it's not overly redundant though. But like, okay, so you've got the signal line. It's a nine period exponential moving average, and you can use it as a buy and selling. Okay. One of the, the classic way you can actually look at is to look for these changes. in. And then the, uh, the third line here, is actually a line that was popularized by Linda Raj um, called the MACD histogram line. And what she did is she just took the uh, MACD and subtracted it from the MACD signal. Line. So um, you can even just look at the MACD histogram because if it's above zero, that means it crosses. Okay. If it goes from down below zero to up above zero because it's the difference of those two lines, that means there's a buy signal that's happening. And you can also see what the difference are, differences between the MACD and its signal line by looking. That's something that Linda added to MACD uh, and very, very much popular. So you can use it if you want. So um, uh, Roseville phone guy says, show us the best one. Show us the most profitable system. We're getting there. Let me finish this MACD part though too, because that's a really good question. That's a question we get all the time because we're talking about one indicator and I've been blabbering on for like 15 minutes now, right? Uh, how do, is the MACD even worthwhile? Is it something you should learn about? And I think if you're going to trade a, a methodology, you should know it. Um, but like certainly you probably don't need to go into a lot of detail on all three of them. How do I know which one is the most profitable one? Uh, that's a question I'd get all the time. And I will definitely know you how to figure out exactly what the most profitable is. 
All right, cool. <laughs> Let me kind of collect my thoughts. Okay, so we talked about the MACD. We talked about the signal line. We talked about the histogram and uh, the common uses for MACD, trend identification. I already kind of talked about this. That I will you know, notice there's a star here. Because a lot of people use MACD for different things. These are the most common. Okay, Trend identification. Are we trading? Are we trading above the signal line? Are we in a bullish or a bearish phase on MACD? Exactly what uh, that trend line. The other thing is because we're measuring of uh, uh, momentum, you can use the MACD to find overbought, oversold readings. Have we moved too far too fast? Okay, um, uh, is there going likely, or is it, is there a chance that we're going to get kind of a reversion to the mean because we've moved too far? Okay, and this is something I always think like when you deal with overbought, oversold readings, you want to be careful. Um, because if you've been in the market for a while, when a trend, when a stock goes into a trend or the market starts trending, it can trend for lar- longer than is rational. Um, and if you want to play over bought over sold reading, um, it can, it can, yeah, you just, what you want is you can use it as an early warning. But what I would say is if you want to trade against the trend, the trend can stay in place for a lot longer than you're solving. I think that's the way I'm trying to say it, right? Like you should always let the market tell you what the market is going to do. And um, uh, uh, we just want to watch, right? But if we do see something getting overbought, oversold, something along those lines, we can use it as an early warning and uh, I like the way that they kind of identified this in Metastock. Let's see if we kind of see any overbought, oversold readings on this chart. And hopefully we do. <laughs> I'm going back for, oh, wow. Let me actually just make sure they're also turned on. Um, what it will do is it'll give us a, spit, uh, a highlight on the chart. And they are turned on, but they're the same color as the chart. So I'm not really finding them. Let me change them real quick. Okay. okay. And let's just make them stand out a little bit more. Okay. Let me go ahead and click on OK. All right. And right here. Okay, this is actually a great example. Okay, let me go ahead and kind of zoom right here. Okay, um, right here. See these blue bars? Okay, see how fast and how far the MACD value has traveled uh, between like the peak and this blue bar? Okay, this is where it's drawing these out. And I, what I want to do is actually show you kind of like what we say when we see robot oversold. Okay, so um, the commentary, what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up what we call in Metastock the commentary. Um, and this will just explain to what's going on the chart for us. I'm going to go ahead and dock this. Not there. Okay, you go ahead and change the dock view here. Okay, make this a little bit smaller. And this just kind of analyzes the chart for us. So when I initially loaded, it's going to look at the last day. It's looking at 1130. Okay, and it's saying the MACD can provide buy and sell signals in three ways. Hey, convenient. I'm talking about three ways, right? Uh, Right now, it's bullish. Now, I kind of want to ignore kind of what it's saying right now because I want to point out what it's saying right here, okay, when we're in an overbought, oversold area. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to move it, and I'm going to move the commentary to right above one of those areas. If I can. And I should be able to. Let's move. Uh, it's not moving for me. Okay. Let's see. I can't even get it to move off the current that's uh, okay. Okay. Because I can recite what it says. I'm not sure what's going on with this. I just booted up Metastock. It shouldn't be giving me a bit of a problem. But let me actually refresh this and try it again one more time. Well, now we are not moving still. Okay. Never. Uh, it only doesn't work when I want to show it. <laughs> let me go ahead and zoom here. Anyway, I think I'm getting a little bit. I don't want to uh, spend all this time. Normally, what I could do is probably just restart Metastock and it would work but I'm just having a small issue here. 
Uh, normally what this is, allows me to do is it allows me to go back in time. It allows me to see what's happened. And since I can't do that, um, I'll just kind of explain to you what it would do. Something's, something's a little thin. It's probably just because we've been, this is our demo machine. So, but in any case, if I was to point at this day and where it said overbought, oversold, it's going to be give us a little bit of a warning about overbought. It's going to say like right now, we've moved a, a tremendous amount of way and uh, we might have a reversion to the mean. But it also says, be careful though, because the stock can continue to be overbought or oversold for some time. So you might, when you see start to see overbought, oversold readings, I mean, you could look to tighten a stop, but you're definitely going to want to wait for confirmation that there is a reversion. So, and in this particular case, where it starts to show that reversion to the mean opportunity is right here. And then eventually what we have is a bit of a pullback. And that's what it's trying to worry about when you see these blue things. So that's, that's the second way you can kind of use MACD. And then the third way um, is this divergence, right? okay? And there's no divergence that's being shown on this chart. I'm gonna go ahead and close this commentary, but I'd like to talk a little bit about divergence. Um, I, I already mentioned Alexander Elder, um, who I think is a fantastic fact. If you're paying attention, I called his book Required Reading. <laughs> so, But um, one of the things that he talks about is MACD divergence. And when he describes MACD divergence to people, he calls it the most powerful signal in all of technicalisms. And so what I want to do is kind of give you an idea of what divergence would look like on a chart. And of course, a commentary can kind of help you find it. If it sees divergence, it's going to tell you. But if, I'm look, if I want to show you the way kind of to look for that, what I'm going to do is actually uh, get my horizontal trend line tool out here, or my, just my trend line. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say, okay, well, right here, I'm going to draw a, a peak, a, a line from the peaks of this uh, Mac, uh, price to the peak that we're having just, well, yesterday, actually. And uh, right now what we're seeing is kind of like we're almost, we're testing some highs, okay? Um, and then what I'm going to look at is what MACD histogram has done as well. Okay, so he likes to look at particularly MACD histogram. And so if I look at the peak of MACD histogram from there and the peak of MACD histogram to there, I'd say both of these are kind of pointed up, right? In fact, like with the measurement tool that we've got over about 94 periods from this peak to this peak, uh, we're up about 0.85%. Uh, MACD has actually been up about 88.5% from this peak to this peak over about 80. So if I'm looking at these lines, okay, and there's a couple things between these peaks, um, I'm gonna say that they're going in this. So there's, that's not divergence, okay? If I had, this was going up, but we have MACD that was failing to hit highs, uh, move to a hypothetical, something like this. If we have a MACD that's failing to make new highs, if it's not setting a new high, but we're getting another top, he calls that a MACD divergence and he calls it the most powerful signal analysis. So that's what I like to do. So um, let's look if we have questions. Richard, yes, we're still using MACD. It's the 12 and 26 period. Well, okay, it's it's 12 and 26 are close. We're still on those same. And those are what are feeding into um, MACD, okay? Now there's a couple things that I like about technical analysis of Jack, okay? One, if I did a decent job there in the last 20 minutes, you probably understand what MACD is. You could calculate it. <laughs> you could kind of see, okay, right here, we got a classic buy signal, 
uh, because we had a, a cross of the MACD and its signal. Okay, and that was a buy signal right there. Um, and we'd all come to that same decision, right? It's not something that we're looking at that's objective. It's either you had the pattern or you didn't have it. Okay, so it's very, very one hundred percent objective. And since it's objective, uh, I'm not making decisions based on what Uncle Joe is that the name I used earlier. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm not making decisions on kind of like what I think is going to, I'm just making objective decisions based on the what the market. Since it's objective, we're all going to come to the same conclusion, okay? Um, it's also something that could go in and easily identify, well, okay, if I bought because we had a crossover here, uh, the price, let's say we got in close to the close at 363, I entered pretty close to that price. And then right now I'm still in the trade because we hasn't we haven't crossed down, um, we're still going up. Um, then I've made about 363 to 390, about 30, about 10% or so, just from this signal to this signal. So that was pretty good. From this sell signal to this buy signal, I'd say it's probably a break even, or maybe a little bit of a loss, right? From this buy signal to this sell signal was probably break even or a little bit. From this sell signal to this buy signal, I probably made a little bit. But you get the point. If I bought here and sold here, eh, if I sold here and bought here, that's better. Uh, but because it's objective, I can visually see how well it works. In fact, I could go back and I could write down every single one of these trades. And say, on this one, I made 30. On this one, I on this one, I ordered, whatever the actual numbers mean. But because it's objective, I can go in. Oh, here, here, we would have a really good one here and a good sell signal. So since it's objective, I can go in and kind of create a business plan. Every time this buy signal happens, if I bought, here's, and then I sell when the sell signal comes in, how does that work out for me? What's my drawdowns? How many winning trades do I have versus losing trades? And that's something that I can very, very go in, very easily go. Well, easily like with a tool like Metastock, I can objectively go and measure how well that works. And one of the things that I get questioned all the time it, uh, is people from exactly exactly like Roseville just right? Well, okay. You spent 26 minutes talking about <laughs> the MACD. Is it even the best indicator? Like how, how well does it work? Um, and with Metastock, you know, we've been developing it for so long. You know, there's, if I come in and I start playing around with this indicator, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of indicators that you, I can pick from, I can plot on the chart that are in the help file. I can study, I can understand how they're doing. But I don't really want care about MACD unless it's working well on the charts that I'm using. Is it the best one? How do I compare that to understand, okay, how well does it work? Is there systems that have better drawdowns? Uh, should I be looking at something else? Maybe you want to use MACD because it performs well, but maybe you want to combine it with some other indicators. How can I objectively test that? It's a good question. I'm glad you asked, Rosa. So let's go in and show you that uh, because... Um, I think it's important if you're going to follow a system that you understand how it works. Okay, so what I'm going to do here, uh, this is what we call the power console. I'm going to go ahead and click on that. I'm going to go in to the system tester right here. And what I'm going to do, uh, because uh, the only stock we got with so far was QQQ, we'll put that in here as well. But because I want you to know that you can test a lot of different combinations, well, I think, you know, I'm totally biased. I'm, I'm in here wearing the Metastock shirt, but I think Metastock's one of the greatest software programs out there. And I'm going to show you a couple of the tools, just a couple. But I am I can objectively say that it's been rated 
highly for 30 years in a row. We keep that in real stuff, right? But if I wanted, uh, what I want to be able to do with our system testers, I'm going to put in, a, I'm going to put in some popular ones. And the reason I want to do that is I want you to understand that unlike a lot of other system testers that allow you to test ideas, we can test multiple stocks. You can test uh, up to, I think, 5,000 stocks at a time. Um, you can test as many trading ideas as you want at the same time. We're not going to do that many. But what I want to be able to do is just identify uh, how well these methodics work. And the other thing that I like about Metastock is there's just a ton of built-in systems that are. And so I'm going to select all these. I'm just going to select some of them. I'm going to search in here and do Metastock because all the ones that say Metastock are going to be included. Um, we've got all the performance systems. Uh, let me go ahead and add those. I think I can in here do it this way. Yeah. Okay. And oh, that's good enough, right? There's, a, I think, the total number of built-in systems um, that you can have or that are in Metastock is about 200, but we'll do 90 for now just because I don't have a, a list of all of them uh, selected. But we're going to do 90 systems, 90 methodology. We're going to test them. Is MACD in here, though? MACD. Yeah, let's do the MACD exercise. We spent so long talking about it. What I'm going to do is uh, do a, a system. So I've got... I've got 91 different methods. These are all built into the program. There's a couple hundred. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say, how does MACD actually compare uh, if I traded every signal on Q's, IBM, Apple, Tesla? Let's do, uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'm going to take all the long, how does it compare to these other 90 systems? Okay. I'm going to take all the long trades, the short trades. So we're going to do both long and short. I'm going to use about 500 periods of data. I'm going to test daily data. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to come in here and without kind of belaboring the point too much, I'm going to basically start with $10,000. Every time I get a trade, I can say I want to trade 50 shares. I can say I want to trade $500, or I want to trade a percent of available equity. Then you go with percent of availability. And for every trade it takes off of this hypothetical scenario, it's going to come in and take half. Okay. So if we start with, just to kind of simplify that, if we start with $10,000, the first trade that it gets on any of these systems is going to be $5,000, half of $10,000. If it grows, it's going to kind of compound the interest in. If we're up to $20,000, it's going to take half of that. You'll be taking 50% taking of our available. If that's not clear, let me know. Okay. Here we're going broker. I'm not going to put any commission in. <laughs> commissions used to be a thing. Um, and you might have, you might still pay some commissions. You should make this as realistic as possible. Okay. Under trade execution, uh, the default that we use is realistic prices. Very quickly, what that means is it's going to wait until the close of a bar. Okay? So if we're looking at a chart, it's going to wait until the close. Like in the case of that MACD buy signal, um, it's going to wait till the bar is closed. So it can make sure that that actual, uh, during the day, like you might have a big run up and it, the cross happens. But then people come back and they're grumpy after lunch. Uh, the Fed talked about rates again, <laughs> grumpy after lunch. And so the price went back down from the high and the cross never happened, that'll happen when you're doing system testing. And to, so to make it as realistic as possible, by default, we choose realistic option. The, we default the setting in Metastock to be realistic. And what that means is the system is going to wait until the end of the day. It's going to wait until the open of the next day, and it'll, it'll use that as the execute price. Okay. Now you can kind of change that if you don't want to have it that way. Uh, for example, for me, I generally look at the bar market um, <laughs> well uh, crazy different times but usually once a day and when it's not november and black friday busy season i'll typically go in right about 
10 or 15 minutes before the market visits. And that's when I execute. So if you're in a situation like that and you want to execute on the close of the bar, um, you can uncheck realistic and you can say, well, I just want to exit on the, in, in, in the close of the bars. And that that's something that, in my opinion, is real. I'm going to go ahead and leave realistic market prices on because that's the default. I'm going to go ahead and click on OK. And we're going to run simulation. And so just to recap what we're doing, I've gone in. I've selected 91 different methodologies. So see Mac, Japan. Is it started? I haven't started it. I'm going to go back 500 days. So this is, I'm doing daily data. I'm going back 500. Every time it gets a long signal, I'm going to take it. Every time it gets a short trade, it's going to take it. Okay. And what I'm going to do is with those four stocks and those 90 something tests, we're going to do 364 tests over about 500 days of data, about two years of history. We're going to say, what was the best indicator to use on IBM, Apple? I'm trying to remember the stocks we picked, QQQ and Tesla. I believe those are the stocks. That we and out of that, out of every trade that we took on those four stocks, how well did it work out? Okay. And so this is done already. Um, oh, where did it go? I must have hit escape. Okay. Let me go back to the report here that we just ran. Okay. And let me go here. It's going to be at the very, where to go? Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Let me find the one that I just ran. 1130. I think it's sorted by the number of results is what it's. Ah, oh, crap. I'm just going to run it again. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Found it. Okay. View. Yeah. All right. That's the same report we were just looking at. Okay. I'm going to sort this by average net profit. Now I'm going to full screen it instead of actually kind of um, uh, 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 closing it. Um, but what it's doing now is it's giving me an aggregate. So we tested four stocks. We tested 91 systems. Of those four stocks, one of them was an ETF. We have these results. These systems over here, actually the MACD get pretty well. Actually, it's usually not the case. But in the, in the case of those four stocks, actually MACD made the most. Um, it would have made about 95% profit. Uh, actually, no, 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 25% profit. An average gain of $2,500, uh, starting with $2,500, which is a 25%. The best profit, the best performance it would have had would have been 8,103. The worst performance would have been 200. So this didn't have a underperforming stock. It actually worked really well against all four of those stocks. Okay. On average, so on average, it traded about 62 times per that two-year period. So about 31 period, about 31 trades a year, which is two to three a month. Okay. On average, our average trade profit was $30. Our average loss was about 31. So we actually, we actually lost more money than we got, but we had a lot more wins. It's really what that's telling me. And our average profit for loss was uh, 1.57. Okay. So right here, just a few things that I kind of look at when I'm kind of looking at a system, 62 trades on average means that for every stock that you're looking for just MACD signals on, you're going to get 62 trades on. Okay. So that's a lot. And particularly like if you're somebody like me, that's not that, that likes to look at the market one a day, likes to have a lot of different trades on, that's a lot. Okay. So um, if I look at the next one, the next best performing system is what's called this PS division. Although it did perform really good, 25% over the last two years, which have been very, very kind of odd, let's say, um, isn't bad, right? And especially since none of them lost money. But if I wanted to look some, for something that was a little bit kind of more mellow, this division system came up. It's about 24% over that. And it had a better average profit and loss. Um, it also had a, a winning profit. Okay. Another system, Mama Fama, 
had about 28 trades. That's 14 a year. That's one to maybe two a month. Okay. And you kind of get the idea. What I want to do here, I think it's funny that MACD came up at top. That should work really well the last couple of years. But what I want to do is I want to understand what methods are working. So if I'm going to go in and kind of trade by rules, actually, you could make an, a good argument for MACD on those four stocks. The last four years, it performed well on every single stock. And if I wanted to come in here and look at that a little closer, I go ahead and click on view. On Tesla, it was the best. Okay. And I'll sort this by net profit as well. But these are the four stocks we did Tesla. We did Tesla, Apple, uh, QQQs, and then um, IBM. Uh, the best performing by far was actually Tesla with about an 81% grade, 81% uh, gain on 120. So that's uh, in a lot of trade, uh, but it did really, really perform well. If I wanted to compare that to like the next performing system, I'm just going to go back. The division system, if I'm just looking at that from a large level, division system also worked well with Tesla. It also worked well on every single stock that was in our back data, Tesla, Apple, IBM, and QQs. Um, if I kind of compare the profit, for Tesla, we made about 60%, made about 16 trades, nine of them were winners, losers. Right here, this number, that's $1.75. That means for every time we lost a dollar, we gained $1. Vita hat, that's a really good point. I'm going to talk about that in a So there you go. Um, what I'm trying to figure out now, because there's hundreds of indicators, right? I don't understand what works well. I'm interested in trading maybe Tesla. I could use this divisions. And what I uh, that's a question I get from traders all of how do I understand what's the best methodology? So, <laughs> um, um, or, you know, there's all these indicators. Which one should I learn? Well, MACD, we just showed is a pretty good one. This division system is a pretty good one as well. And um, there is a bit of a more, I'm not going to get too deep into this report because there's a lot of deep, but I'm going to go ahead and click on view. So right now we're looking at Tesla we're looking at the second best performing system for test, which was division system. And what we're looking at here is kind of a complete profit, profit and loss summary. And I'm not going to get kind of into the weeds on this report. Just um, you can if you want to. There's a lot of really good information. Uh, but I'll kind of show you the things that I want to pay attention. One, were we profitable? Well, over the last 500 daily bars, uh, and our test period was 12, 6, 21 through 1130. That was about 724 days. Uh, we would have made about 57, okay, which is an annualized an annualized performance of 29%, okay? If I would have bought Tesla two years ago, uh, probably performed about as well as the general market. We're probably down a little bit, like in this case, 13, okay? In total, I traded 16 per types, okay? Nine of those were long and seven of those were short, okay? Oh, wait, 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 sorry, sorry. Nine of those were profitable, and seven were unprofitable, okay? Uh, of the profitable trades, three of them were long and six were short, okay? On average, our profit uh, for every time we'd had a trade was 1166. Um, our lowest profit was about 57, 572. Our highest profit was about 41, okay? Um, we've got our unprofitable trades uh, on average every time we lost money on a trade. There's seven of those. On average, it cost us about 660. So our, I can tell right here our average profit versus our average loss is about two to one, which is pretty good, okay? Uh, there's some maximum purge uh, efficiencies down here. Um, I can compare that to buy and hold index. I don't actually kind of put a lot of stock into how this compares to buy and hold. I've just been doing it too, you know? Um, I uh, We do a lot of tests when people are really, really interested in Apple. 
like 20 years. And they're like, well, every time Apple releases a new phone, it has an impact on GDP. And the Apple was just up and up and up. And you would never outperform by it. You know, it's, but you also never had a strategy because at some point, you you know, you're not going to hold something forever. Well, actually, back then with Apple, you could have held that for a while. But with a buy and hold index, sometimes it's going to perform really good. Uh, in the case of Tasa goes down and sometimes they're going to perform really well. I think you, you meet what I mean to say is uh, it's not as important to me personally as a profit loss, which measures how much money we got versus how much money we lost. And that goes from 100 to minus. And in this case, it's about 55%. That's not great, uh, but it's good. Okay. Our risk reward measures open because how much we were up at the very top in an open position versus how much we were down at the very bottom in a closed position, um, reward risk, uh, it was 89%. So generally kind of, it's a full report. I'm not going to go into much more detail. I've already spent too much time here looking at this table uh, than I think is appropriate. But I do want you to know if you have questions about this, you can go to the help file and all of this. There is one thing that I do want to point out because if you're doing a lot of system design, this is important. This shows us how well we performed over time. And so if I'm looking at this, you can kind of get an assessment for how well it's working, when it's been working. And for the last six months, it hasn't been working. Well, actually, no, I wouldn't say that's six months. I'd say that's for the last several. But right now, what I want to do is see kind of how performance kind of stacks out, see if this is something that I like. If it is, then I want to learn a little bit. So we'll hypothetically say that this is something that we're interested in. So let me go ahead and plot this on a chart. Okay. Ah. Um, Vita says, uh, do you, can I buy the program instead of just using it? Well, we're not a broker. So you might be confusing us with somebody that borrowed a lot of our <laughs> trademark names, but we're not a broker. You can just subscribe to this. Not I'll talk more about that, Vita. Uh, Blue asks, uh, can it be used on Forex and futures? Um, just to kind of talk about that, we get our data from uh, London Stock Exchange Group. Uh, used to be called Refinitiv. Before that, it was called Reuters. Um, they cover 98-ish, I say ish because I'm not exactly sure with the number, but about 98% of the global market cap. So if you want to use it on Forex, you can. If you want to use it on Futures, you can. If you're joining us from India, Australia, Singapore, Hong Kong, London, there's over 300 different exchanges. You can use this one. Blue Star, thanks for that. Um, Vita, I'm still, I didn't, I'm not ignoring you. I'm going to talk about the help that we provide as part of learning. We'll get back to that. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to remember what I'm doing. Okay. I just plotted that on the chart just to kind of show you. And we can see now that equity system overlaid on a chart. So we can see exactly how well we would have been doing, how it hasn't been performing as well lately, um, all that kind of is there. Okay. Down here in this lower plane, I'm going to kind of zoom in a little bit here just so we can see it a little clearer. We'll go like this. Um, you can see every time it would have put a sell signal on the chart a buy signal on the chart. And um, if this is something I like, I actually like to MACD a little bit better, but if this is something that I it also, uh, I can't, I want you to understand that you can actually learn more about the systems by playing with some of the commentary. I'm gonna pretend I like this more, but I like MACD better actually. <laughs> so, But if this is something that I kind of wanted to learn more, maybe I wanted to combine MACD, this division system. If I wanted to kind of get an idea of what's included in the divisions, go back. So I'm going to go ahead and delete all these signals on the chart just to kind of keep crisp. And then I'm going to attach the commentary. And we did that for MACD, but now we're going to do it for the divisions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come down here. This is called the division system. Okay, right here. 
I'm going to attach it to the chart. I'm going to go ahead and click on close. It's going to give me uh, the exact buy signals right here. Here you can see where we're long and where we're short because they're painted on. Okay. If I want to know, because again, I think disciplines to tie it back into discipline. I think a good way to dis be disciplined is to know kind of like what your numbers look like. What we're talking about here isn't trading rules as much as a business, right? And so we want to know what our numbers look like when it comes. Also, understand I, as a trader, want to understand why I'm trading. Okay, not just because it tested well. What's the system do, right? So I'm going to go back into that expert commentary we were talking about. You go ahead and click on this, and um, we're going to kind of zoom in a little bit. Let's see if I can get the commentary to move now. Oh, it's moving now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, let me move back a couple of days. I'm just trying to get that buy signal that we had right there. And the the, the commentary on this is actually pretty simple. Like if I would have ran a scan, I'm going to show you real quick. But I love scanning. You're using an online platform and it doesn't offer scanning. You're missing opportunities. That you can, okay. On this signal here, it says I'm trading short positions. If you're trading short positions, exit the trading positions with a market on close order or tomorrow's open. If trading long positions, enter a market on close order at, or at tomorrow's open. Then it kind of goes in to talk about the system. This is a, I actually, this is, uh, this simple system creates a smooth indicator by dividing three linear regressions of the closing prices of the security. The indicator follows the general direction of prices. The system enters when the indicator is above a 13 period moving average itself. It then exits to and takes a short position when the cost is below that moving average. Since the indicator is so smooth, there typically isn't a lot of whipsawing. While you're in a trend, the system usually has excellent. So this is, uh, I'm going to take a, I'm going to extrapolate a few information from this. It's using a, uh, a three linear regression. Okay, um, the indicator is following the general direction of prices, uh, and then it's using an entry based on moving. It. If I wanted to learn more about those, Metastack is such a good tool. So now I can see how that is. Uh, I can see where the things are. I know what indicators it's using. If I wanted to learn more about like the regression, I could go in, I could plot the indicator, I could look at it over time. I could go to the help file about the linear regression. Um, and it's going to kind of explain that to me. Uh, so for example, if I come in here, let's go ahead and type in linear, okay? Linear regression crossover system. If I go into the details of this, which I'm not going to really start reading everything to you, it's going to describe the system. It's going to tell you where the signals are coming in. It's going to tell you exactly kind of what's coming through with it and um, just kind of give you a good understanding of how that works. Okay, so there you go. Um, now, one last thing, and then Vita will answer your question about kind of all the help that's actually included, that kind of stuff. Because learning new software is like getting in a new car. I agree with you. Um, the, and it is a toolbox. Okay, okay, before I get there, if I find a method that I like, um, or if I have something that I'm looking for specifically, or if I just want to go out there. And it surprises me because this is such an integral part of, you know, with, let's say that I like this linear regression. We actually do have a buy signal today. I'm not recommending you buy this Tesla today, but it is giving us a buy signal. If I want to find opportunities and I find a method that I like, whether linear regression or whatever it might be, I can come in here and I can scan. And I can scan just any of those 300 markets I was talking about earlier. So let me kind of go into the scanner. We call it an explorer. I don't know what somebody asked me why we called it explorer. I don't know. I didn't name it. Um, but if I wanted to find signals, I'm just going to find that system. It's called linear regression. I'm going to go ahead and do a scan for it. And I can, I can scan literally anything that I want to. So if I come uh, down here, um, we'll just do a real quick scan just because I know what time it is. And I know. 
Um, if I wanted to run all the scans on the optional stocks, I go ahead and start here. It's going to go through all of those optionals. It's going to list out all of, oh, I had, I had a couple selected. It's going to list out all of the stocks. And for me, um, that ability to scan uh, is absolutely the, I just love being able to find opportunities for, for me because like I can go in and say, well, show me out of the optional stock, show me what has uh, an opportunity and I can ignore all of it. And that's one of the core reasons I am able to do trading and keep my job here is because it'll just allow me to one or my, oh, it's actually 30 years. I need to update this slide, but it's been rated number one. Now I'm going to answer your question. Um, can you buy the Metastock platform? It's a lease. Um, uh, James, I'm going to talk a little bit about that too. How much does it cost? 60, 265 per month uh, for our real-time version. That includes real-time news from Zenith. Um, we also have a version that's end of day. It's $69. Okay. Does everything that I showed you pretty much today. It doesn't come with kind of the great news feed that's very similar to Bloomberg that we talked about. Well, I'm not going to talk much about it. But one of the question that we had, both from James and from earlier, is what kind of resources are available for? In fact, James says, as an old retired Pete like me, this looks challenging. And it is a toolbox. Like To be completely frank with you. We've been developing this for 30 years. And I see so many software programs that came out like last year that do like two things and they're very easy to run. But as I kind of like comparing paint, MS paint to like Photoshop, you know, there's not really a, but it, it is a toolbox in as much as the more you understand how to use that, the better it's going to work for you. Um, if you know how, know how to run a scan, you're going to be able to run a scan, right? So we want to, and most of our customers, like I said earlier, have been with us and we want you to be an ongoing customer. Our goal not isn't to get you $69. We want to have you on here for 10 years, like most of our customers. So as part of kind of like our onboarding process, if you buy Metastock, if you lease Metastock, I should say it that way, for a month, we'll give you a second and third month. For, there's no commitments to keep it after that. If it's the end of day, it's going to cost you like 23 bucks a month. What we're going to include with that is an a, a online self-directed training course where it's going to kind of show you, here's how you do it. Here's how you do a system test. And it's a course that's always available for you. In addition to that, we're going to do a white glove service. And with that white glove training service, we're going to sit you down with one of our reps. And they're going to show you what you want to see. So if your interest is like, I want to find stocks that are breaking out, we have a scan for that. They'll show you how to do that. Okay. If your interest is to test trading ideas and understand them, they'll show you that. The other thing that we're going to offer, and this is, um, Awesome. Um, we always offer it anyway, but I want you to understand that here at Metastock, there's probably, uh, there's more people on our support team than it, than is on our sales and support or sales and marketing. So there's more people, let me say that again, because I've totally flubbed it up. There's more people in support than there is on sales and marketing. Okay. Our program, we have almost the same amount of programmers, but one of the things that we always get is really, really good feedback from our one on behalf. Our support's really, really good. They're here in our office here. Um, they do a really, really good job. In fact, a lot of times they get like a hundred percent. Okay. So what I want you to do, um, I want you to try it for that three month trial. If it's the DC version, it's going to cost you about 26 bucks a month. Uh, you're going to get Metastock 18, the latest version of our Metas program. We'll give you data for wherever you're interested in. We'll give you that support appointment install and that unleash the power of Metastock. And if at the end of January, February, March, the end of March, you're not happy, it's not helping you, you can just cancel, okay? Uh, but you should give it a go because there is a reason that it's been rated number one for 30. And I will say this, 
the more you understand how to use this toolbox, the better it's going to be. So give us a call if you're interested in doing it. Uh, thank you. I hope you learned something today. If you're interested in doing it, give us a call 800-882-3040. You can visit us online at metastock.com slash sales chat. If you want some more information, obviously we only have a limited time. Uh, David, I appreciate that extra time. You can also do this at metastock.com slash. So I hope you learned something today. I hope it was helpful for you. Have a trading system. Understand, don't trade emotionally. Um, and have a method when you do. Uh, I always like to go into a trade knowing exactly where my stop loss is going to be and why I'm getting into it. And, and that is toxic. That's my time. David, thanks for the extra 10 minutes.